Amen. Amen. All righty. So beginning at verse 18, I'm not going to read all of it. I'll try to read just some of it. Let's see here. When the child was grown, it fell on a day uh, that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, wherefore will you go to him today or why are you going today? It's neither a new moon nor a Sabbath. And uh, she said, it uh, shall be well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward, slack, not riding uh, for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said unto Gehazi, his servant, behold, that Shunammite, run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins and take my staff in your hand and go thy way. If you meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute you, answer him not again and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awakened. And when Elijah was come unto the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. And he went therefore and shut the door upon the two and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. So he called uh, her and when she was come in unto him, uh, he said, take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Amen. So the last week we were talking about how woman was what? Uh, created for purpose. Mm-hmm. Created for purpose. You know, this week I was thinking about this message and just, you know, it's, it talks about in, I think it's First, um, first Timothy. First Timothy 1 and 12, if you write that down. But Paul finishes up saying there, he says, he is able to keep what I have committed unto him until that day. Talks about the Lord, how whatever we give or whatever it is that you may have, and this young lady right here, um, you can see that she never talked about having a child, but she wanted a child. There's things that you and I talk, you know, we talk about in our heart. Nobody else knows what goes on inside of our heart or the things that we want to see happen. It doesn't matter what age you are. 
some of the children are here thinking about, you know, they, as those that approach high school are thinking about life after high school or college or, or things that they want to do. Adults were thinking about maybe a car or, um, you know, the family and things, things that we want to see. And this young woman here, um, you know, of course, the man of God had asked Gehazi, you know, what does this woman lack? Because she's always been a blessing. Uh, to us. You know, she's a great woman. She created a room for the man of God. So when he came by, he can relax. And, and man, she was she looked out for him, but she perceived in her heart that he was a man of God. But something was lacking in her life. But she was great long before she got that child. She was great long before she was married. It was just who she is as a person. She had, must have had a relationship with the Lord for her to recognize that this man was a man of God because nobody else was saying anything about a man of God coming through. So as I just begin to sit there in my heart and think about this woman here, she wanted something that only God could do. And that was one of the things, you know, on Price is Right. I love watching Price is Right when the people get up there and they start going crazy when they, they get picked. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. And that was one of the things that I love about this woman. And she told the man of God, don't be playing with me today. Because that was something that she had longed for. Remember, Eve is the mother of everybody that is living. They might try to tell you that there were other people that were created at the time of Adam and Eve. But the scripture says that Adam was created. And then the Lord put him to sleep and he took a woman out of him. And that's where everybody started. Paul co-signs off of it. He said, out of one blood, God made all the nations that we see today. So people can come up to you with their lies and try to finagle this and that. But it started off, you know, with Adam. Woman was taken out of Adam. She was made for man. Made for man. And she had purpose in her life to, to nurture the family. To, to help her man, to be a blessing there. She ain't about running around here gossiping and doing all the dumb stuff. She was about that life. You know that? Even when she, before she was married, you know, she would help her family. We look at Rachel, how she was tending the sheep and watering the, you know, getting the sheep fed and doing different things. Women were worth something. You know, nowadays society wants this woman laid up and not doing Now This woman, man, she's a worker, but she's a blessing to her family. A blessing. And she got married and she's with this older man and you see, the older man is out there working and she's handling her business, but she blessed the man of God. And in return, our heavenly father gave her a child. And man, that, you know, when you get that blessing in your life, a lot of times we get nervous and we get afraid because now we're like, it, it could either become a God to us. You know, don't mess with my car. <laughs> don't touch my car. I don't want take your shoes off when you come to my house, <laughs> you know. Some things become a God to us. And this young lady right here, it didn't become a God to her. But like Paul talks about in, uh, in 1 Timothy, he is able to keep what I have committed to him even until the day that Christ comes back. You know that? So whatever God has given to us, whether it's children, whether it's a house, whether it's whatever it is, he is able to keep it. And when I look here and it says when the child was grown in verse 18, it says it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And often young kids do. They get a chance to go to work with Pop, see how things are going. And he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, uh, carry him to his mother. So he must have been small enough that he still could be carried. And he carried him to his mother. And when he had taken him and he brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and died. So you can imagine the joy, your joy, and how your joy now turns into sadness and grief and, and depression and all these different feelings that you go through. 
and she is beside herself. But the way she handles herself is not the fact that we don't get upset and the tears don't fall from our eyes, but it's how a believer handles something. And whatever the Father has brought into your life, and he will, you have not because you ask not. And if you ask for anything, ask it in his name. You hear me? And don't waver in your heart and know that the Father will do it, that he's going to make some things happen. But whatever he has given you, he gave you that. And he's the one that's going to keep it. Whatever it is, the house or the car, you know, whatever it is, it's the Father's job. So this woman right here, she, when the son dies, she realizes that <laughs> the Father gave her that child. The man of God may have been the one praying for her and interceding on her behalf, but she knows she knows who uh, the father is. And she says she goes to her husband and says, I got to get I got I got to go see the man of God. She never tells her husband the child is dead. She doesn't say anything. She just picks this child up and goes and lays this child on the very bed that her husband built for this man of God. That's what she took the child to. It's almost like, you know what? I'm taking this child right back to my heavenly father who gave me this child. She could have been like other people distraught and sitting there crying and not doing anything. She's telling her husband, everything's okay. <laughs> Just get me old boy in that donkey. I got, I got some places to go. He's like, okay, well, I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But she took that child up and nobody knew the child was dead. Laid him on the man of God's bed. And you and I, sometimes, man, you know, we can't sweat everything that goes on in life. Don't let him see you sweat. You got to know who God is. And sometimes I find myself stressing. Sometimes when you're running businesses and you're overseeing things, you're overseeing family and all these different things, you start to stress. Mm -hmm. But the father <laughs> gave us this family. It's his job to see this family on through. You know that? That's, that's whose job it is. It says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein. But who can ascend unto his holy mountain but he who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted himself up to foolishness but knows who his God is. And this woman knows who her God is. And she knows the reason why she got that child is because of a miracle took place in her life. She was married to an older man. She had no child. I don't know how old she was, but she was married to somebody older. And in her heart, she never spoke about it. Maybe she never said that to her husband. Because, you know, sometimes, ladies, you say something to your man, he get all in beside himself, you know, <laughs> want to start coming at you crazy. But she never said nothing. She's a great woman. She handled her business. But she got and she received that child. But she laid that child on the man of God's bed. Didn't tell nobody. And took off towards the man of God. And the reason why the father is in control of our lives, even though you can read this, and sometimes when you're reading it, you think that the prophet is so important. But we get here to what the prophet says. It says, um, uh, he talks about in the one verse, um, in verse 27, it says, And when she came to Elisha, uh, to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. She caught him by the feet. She humbles herself and catches him by the heat. Gehazi came near and thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. That's, you know, who's in control. Because he's letting you in on a secret that the heavenly father is the one that reveals to him what's going on. But he hid it from him. 
He sees the Shunammite woman afar off and he says, man, it's the Shunammite. But why is she here? But the father hid it from Elisha what the problem was. The father hid it. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive? She's going back. You got to go back to when the father says, you know, this time next year, I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bless you with that job. I'm going to bless you with that house. I'm going to bless you with that car. I'm going to bless you. And sometimes when even when we're taking over this property or there's so much going on, sometimes it can be overwhelming. But I have to remember that whatever the father gives me or gives us or whatever he does, that's his job. That's his job to see it all the way through. And sometimes we say, did, did we ask for all this? <laughs> did we ask for the lawn to get mowed? <laughs> did we ask to pay extra bills? Did we ask for all of this? <laughs> You're going to find yourself one day having this conversation with the Lord if you don't faint, if you don't quit. And things are going to seem bigger than what they appear. But don't stress because whatever comes down the road, it's our Heavenly Father's job. It's Yahweh's job to, to make it happen, to keep it. But she said, did I desire a son of a... Did I ask you for anything? I ain't ask you for nothing. I ain't ask you for nothing. Then he says to Gehazi, gird up your loins and take my staff in your hand and go thy way. He said, don't say nothing to nobody. Don't sit up there. I don't want to come pulling up. You still sit up there running off of your mouth at the easy mark. Do what I say. Go do what you're supposed to do. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives and as, uh, as my soul liveth, I will not leave you. And he arose and followed her. She's made a commitment. She said, I ain't going nowhere. She said, I know that when you prayed, I got a son. She said, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't leaving nowhere. And sometimes you and I, other people are, have given up. They have quit. They've thrown in the towel. You know, uh, Renthi was talking this morning about the young man that just wanted to give up his life. I watched that little, anybody watch the little movie, Otto? Mm -hmm. You know, people always say, you got to watch that movie. I'm like, oh my goodness. You got nothing to do, so you might watch the movie. But Otto wanted to give up. Just wanted to quit. His wife had moved on. He loved his wife. He loved her. He didn't <laughs> find any more reason to live. He just sometimes we get into a tough place mm -hmm. and when we don't have a reason for anything, we just kind of just want to give up. And we think that our assignment is done and we don't understand that through the movie, he keeps running into different people. These people, he's helping these people. He realized that his like, you know, we're a woman created for purpose. You have to realize what your purpose is. I don't realize that his purpose was to help people. <coughs> Being married was just one aspect of it. But once that marriage is over, you still got your assignment to do while you're here. Once daddy moved on, we all still got our assignment. There may not be nobody to help me, but I still got to get in there and get after it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you want to call somebody and say, hey, come on through. Where my dog at? Your dog? And we still got to go. And this woman said, I ain't leaving you. You the one that started this mess. I ain't asked for nothing. So I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> you, let's, go finish this, let's go finish the job. And the man of God, you know, he's like, Gazy, go on. 
And he gives him his staff. And he takes that staff, but the staff does nothing. And that woman is like, you're going to have to go. I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here. And that's the way we have to be in our prayer life. We have to be diligent. He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Don't quit. Don't quit on the first prayer. You got to pray until something happens. That's what Elijah taught Elisha. You got to keep praying. He would tell the man of God, go out there and look at the water and tell me what you see. I don't see nothing. And he would go back to praying again. He'd tell the man again, go over there and tell me what you see. I don't see nothing. And then he said, keep praying. Next thing you know, he says, I see something coming up out the water like a small fist. We got to continually keep on praying. This woman is right here. She's like, she has to stop praying as a mother. Even though she went on the journey and rode and she's at the man of God's feet, she ain't leaving and you and I better not leave. Don't give up on your family, women. Don't give up on, no. there's going to be other people out here that are going to quit. Brothers, there are going to be people in your life that are going to quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. If God has done something in your life, if your heavenly father has moved in your life and blessed you, don't quit. If God takes something away, before he takes, he always gives. He'll give you another job. He'll give you another house. He'll give you something else. There's promotions in God. Amen? But she says, I'm not going to leave. And Gehazi passed on before them and put the staff on the child's face. And there was neither voice nor anything. Gehazi was a hot mess anyway, but we don't realize that till later on. <laughs> but anyway, Gehazi's doing his assignment. Gehazi's handling his business. But he goes back and, and uh, tells Elijah, the child has not woken up. The woman, is she still holding on? She ain't leaving, and you and I better not leave a situation. You hear me? If other people have quit and other people have given up, well, that's on them. We just got to keep moving forward. And when Elisha was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Now, we can see later on in, in, in the other writings of the disciples and things of how Jesus would go in and shut, get people out, just shut the door so that he could go in and just pray. And sometimes you've got to just shut the door because the family running around, they screaming and everybody all upset. But whatever you have committed to God, whatever you have given him, you've got to go in and pray. You've got to go in and call upon his name. You've got to pray until whatever you are feeling begins to dissipate. You know that? You got to pray. And the man of God, he can't take mama in there. Sometimes mama in there, you know, she's struggling. You know, it's hard to get through that situation. Tears is going down your face. You know, Gehazi, you know, oh, just go on out, Gehazi. Let me just go in here and chill and do what I got to do. And he's just in there alone with this, with this young man. And he, this young man is laying on his bed. And all you can do is just pray. And it talks here about what's happening in the room. And he he says, uh, he went in therefore and shut the door upon the two and prayed unto the Lord. One thing he learned from being around Elijah is that you got to pray until something happens. He begins to pray. And he went up and lay upon the child. First of all, you got to pray and the heavenly father is going to tell you how to deal with the situation. I've been praying over the land and different things. And the father was like, man, don't do it that way. Go down this route right here, and I'm going to make something happen for you. And I was like, okay, we're going, all right, let's do what you say. But we got to pray. Oftentimes, I got to keep on praying because I don't know what to do. And sometimes I have to tell people that I don't know what to do. But I know that I got to keep on praying. And he, 
he prayed and he went up and the Holy Spirit is leading him and he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth, <coughs> excuse me, upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm but the child didn't come alive. Sometimes you're sitting there, you're like, okay. Then it says he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. Sometimes you got to get up from prayer. And it says he just began to walk around again and he went back and began to pray some more. Don't give up on prayer. You hear me? That is something that our Heavenly Father gave us as believers. It talks about that in Genesis 4 and 26. That's when men and women begin to call upon the name of Yahweh or the Lord. You hear me? Call upon his name is so significant here because we know that the seven spirits that he, uh, I think it's Isaiah talks about. It's Isaiah chapter 11. I can't remember. But um, Isaiah chapter 11 talks about, uh, you know, we got the seven golden candlesticks that are uh, the manure. And then we got the seven spirits that are before the Lord, you know. And then here we see this young man sneezing seven times. But it takes our Heavenly Father to move upon this situation. It's like Jesus says, he started to talk to people. He says that he is the resurrection and the life. So if you want to know who Elisha is praying to, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. That's what he says. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus talks about, he says, my father works and I work. My father causes people to quicken and I'm going to cause somebody to quicken too. So all these miracles and all these manifestations of what the Holy Spirit did back here and what they consider to be the Old Testament, Jesus did so many that they couldn't even write it all down in a book. But this young man, he begins to pray Elisha and he won't quit praying. And even though he walked to and fro and went up and stretched himself again on this thing, sometimes you got to go back again to something when the door seems closed. You hear me? The Holy Spirit is going to put something on your heart. I don't know what it is. And you're going to say, man, it ain't going to work for me because doubt's got to come. You know, the enemy has to come. But resist the devil. He shall what? Flee from you. Things are going to happen and you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry. You're going to get beside yourself sometimes. But go back and keep on praying. You hear me? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I believe that Elisha knew in his heart that death, that's in God's hands. It ain't in nobody else's hands. Death and everything is in the Father's. There's a time when you and I have to move on with our purposes fulfilled down here. It said ears haven't heard and eyes haven't seen the things that the Father has prepared for us. And I believe that our family ain't looking back talking about, I believe they're praying for us. We pray, Father, they're praying for us. My mother spoke to me one time when she had her heart surgery. And you know how kind of you drift over mm-hmm. and to the other side. She said, son, it's the most beautiful thing you'll ever see in your life. She said, I didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, I'm about to smack my mom. Like, you better get yourself to get that sneeze and got you. <laughs> <laughs> smack your mama. You know what I'm saying? Mama, you tripping. Get yourself together. <laughs> but I was sitting there. I was listening to her, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that. She said, stop worrying so much. She said, don't be afraid of nothing. Because when you and I cross over, man, they said, man, ears haven't heard and eyes haven't seen the things that our father. We ain't thinking about nothing back here. It's over. We finished our course. It's a wrap. But 
we see where the father has given people extra time here. And this young man that was gone, the mother said, I ain't leaving you until you finish what you started. And the father is the one that finished it. And this great woman here is, man, she's sitting out there in the waiting room, <laughs> you know, waiting. <laughs> and the man of God comes out and says, here's your son. The father that of the boy never knew what was going on. Never knew nothing. This mother hid everything. She said, I, I'm not losing this battle today. As a mother, sometimes the man may give up, but you can't give up. Do you hear me? Black women nowadays are giving up. Women, white women, yellow, whatever you want to call them, are giving up today. And they think they're going to run out here and get another woman and life is going to be so much better. It ain't going to work. You can't give up on God. That little song we say, you can't give up on the word of God. The word of God is real and it's strong. Whatever the father has told you to do, don't leave him. Hold on to that and continue to walk in. God has men around here. God has women around here. Don't give up on nothing. Just because some knucklehead or somebody else got on your last nerves, don't give up. And just because that child is out there living in those streets, don't give up praying. You can't stop praying because somebody's lost. As a mother, you can't stop praying. You are created for purpose. You are a help meet, M-E-E-T, not a piece of meat. Your job and your assignment is to keep the family together. Do you hear me? That's your job. You know that? I know sometimes it doesn't seem like you got a, the best job. Why well, I got to be less than? You're not less than him. But there are rules and regulations in the way the father has set things up that he is the head of the man and the man is the head of the wife. Even if you're not married, learn to stay up underneath your brothers. Your brothers ain't going to let knuckleheads come around you. A brother shouldn't let knuckleheads go around his sister. A father ain't going to let knuckleheads go around his daughter. Stay up underneath the right covering, you hear me? There's a reason why he made man the way that he is. Man, it says men go off the war. It don't say women go off the war. There's a time when men have to go fight. And men, we have to do our assignment and protect our families. Sometimes your father or your brother is telling you, you ain't going out with that idiot. You may get beside yourself want to run out there and do what you want to do. I tell you right now, one thing I do, I admire uh, Jacob's boys. Because they shut a city down for their sister. They shut it. The their sister meant a lot to them. You know that? Go back and read it. They were willing to put their life on the line for their sister. And that's the natural way things should be. That the men in your family should think of you as a great woman. Now these brothers out here in the street may look at you and just see you as something to play with. But that ain't how it works. You're a great woman to your family. And you have to understand that. Think of what the men think about you. It ain't going to be my sister. It ain't going to be my mom. It ain't going to be my daughter. But these people out here don't give two cents about you. You go out there and run. When Dinah went out there to play with them kids, I tell you right now, she didn't get what she wanted. And it was her brother's job. Even though their dad was like, we ain't doing it like that. The weapons of our warfare ain't carnal. But I'm telling her brothers was like, look, I understand what daddy's saying. But it ain't going to happen on my watch. You ain't going to treat my sister like she's just some, like you're going to treat your own women. It's a different woman here that's been created for purpose. And that ain't the purpose. And them brothers destroyed everybody in that city. Do you hear me? 
and their father was like, you caused me to stink or you brought a bad name upon me. But them brothers didn't give two cents what their daddy said. Get up underneath the right men in your life. This woman told the man of God, I know I'm married, but there's something about you. I'm not leaving. I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying right here. And them other women may look like they're having a good time out there. They ain't having a good time. There ain't nobody out having a good time but they, when they're a piece of meat. You ain't having a good time. A M-E-E-T is having a great time, will be a great woman. A great name is better than all the riches in the world. You better hear me. Your name means something. And it means something to your family. You better hear me over and over again. Go out there in them streets if you want to. And they'll make your name foolish. But this woman in here was a great woman with a great name. And she knew how to handle herself. And that man of God, I tell you, he didn't, he didn't give up. Because she told him, don't come up in here with lies. Because people out there in the streets will lie to you. She said, don't come with your nonsense. With your lie. I know how you men are. <laughs> Come in here with the nonsense. Be who you say you're going to be and do what you say you're going to do. You hear me? And the man of God did what he said he was going to do. He prayed for that woman. He blessed that house. And she went in, it says in verse 37, she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground, took up her son, and went out. <laughs> Second Timothy, I'm sorry. Give me the wrong one. It talks about here in Second Timothy, and I just want to read you what Paul wrote leading up to that verse. When I call, I'm looking at verse five here. He starts talking to one of the women. When I call to remember it's the unfeigned Talking to Timothy, I'm sorry, about the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that it is in thee also. He's talking about to Timothy about, and he mentions these two women and how great faith they had. I'm in verse uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm sorry about that, y'all. Started at verse 5. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Talking about the Holy Spirit. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose woman was created for purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him 
against that day. Go on, Paul. That's what Paul wrote. Whatever we have committed to the Lord. And that's what she did. She got that little donkey. She said, take off my brother. And she went to the man of God. She ain't go to her husband. She ain't go to her so-called friends. She ain't go to nobody. The father is the one that she needs to have an appointment because he's the one that gave her that child. And everything that you and I have, our heavenly father has given it to us. Whatever's for a man or whatever's for a woman, they shall get. But the ungodly ain't going to get it. You hear me? So meditate on that this week. Meditate on those things. Go back over and read the testimony of the Shunammite woman. Read her testimony. As the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I ain't leaving. Those are the very words that Elisha said to Elijah. I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here in your presence. I'm not going to leave your presence. And I believe that God's presence never left her. Never left her. And he ain't going to leave us. Like we talk about sometimes, we get down, we get discouraged. Life is hitting us kind of hard. But I ain't got that quit in my heart. I don't have no quit in my heart. Yeah, we'll bend like trees, but we won't break. We won't snap. Tears may come down our face sometimes, but better get on them knees and pray. Better call out to the God that's able to do exceeding and abundant above all we could ever ask and think. And there's going to be some things that you're going to have to wrestle with. All right? Yeah, this flesh, our own flesh sometimes will take us down roads that we don't need to go. And you ain't exempt because you're a believer. This flesh will try to rise up, you know? And then, man, you got to be careful about the people that you hang around. Be careful about the people that you hang around. Be careful about the places that you go and the things things that are going on. And be mindful of who you are and who you belong to. All right? You are bought and paid for with the price. Sometimes you got to tell the Lord, hey, you bought me. You redeemed me by your own blood. <laughs> I don't expect nothing to happen to me. I expect you to take care of me. I expect you to get keep COVID from my house. I expect you to heal me. I'm bought and paid for. Just some things I expect. Don't let the devil or anybody rob you of your victory. Amen? That's all I got this morning. Anybody else got anything on their heart? Amen.